Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalam ala rasulillah. All praise is due to Allah, the all-knowing, the forbearing, the acceptor of repentance, most merciful. He is aware of the sins of his servants, but covers them. And he sees their transgressions, but is forbearing of them. And he does not hasten to punish them out of mercy for them. And he accepts the repentance of those who repent. And it is he who accepts the repentance from his servants and pardons misdeeds. And he knows what you do. We praise and thank him for his bounties and for covering our faults and for forgiving our sins and for a sin that he has helped us to forsake and for an act of obedience that he has helped us to perform. Allah bestows his graces on people, but few are grateful. He is forbearing, but only a few repent. All graces are from him. And all afflictions are by what people's hands have put forth. From Surah Al-Kahf And your Lord does injustice to no one. The Prophet ﷺ was the most chaste of people and the best of them in character and the best heart and the purest deeds and was the most chaste and Allah Almighty guided him to the best words, character, speech, and deeds, and averted from him evils, indecencies, and vices. Be conscious of Allah and obey him, and be watchful of him in all your situations. For Ihsan, excellence and goodness, is to worship him as if he sees as if you see him. For although you cannot see him, he sees you. From Surah Al-Mulk, Indeed, those who fear their Lord unseen will have forgiveness and great reward. The desires of this world dissipate with its passing, and those inclining to it are not able to fulfill all their desires within it. For its delights are mixed with its toils and the delights are ruined by afflictions, and the delights are cut off completely by leaving this world. If their desires were forbidden, they carry sins which worsen their situations and darken their faces, just as the evil deeds appear in the grave as an ugly man looking at its occupant who asks, Who are you? For your face bears evil. He replies, I am your wicked deeds. And adultery is from the most evil and ugly deeds. And it is from the major and destructive sins. And one is not afflicted by it except that he is miserable in his worldly life before his afterlife. And if he dies in a state of disobedience, he meets Allah with an enormous sin. And... As the paths to adultery become easy and normalized, the afflictions increase, society becomes polluted, and punishments descend. And if the doors of marriage are closed, and if people go to excesses in the required expenses, the haram forbidden replaces the halal. 
and avoiding the forbidden is easier than leaving it after falling into it. And abstaining from adultery is better than repenting from it. And for this reason, Allah Almighty prohibited getting close to its means so that avoiding it is realized. From Surah Al-Isra, and do not approach unlawful sexual intercourse. Indeed, it is ever an immorality and is evil as a way. And chastity is an impermeable fortress against adultery. So whoever protects himself with it is safeguarded. And for this reason, Allah Almighty commanded it for those not having the financial means to marry from Surah An-Nur. And let those who find not the financial means for marriage keep themselves chaste until Allah enriches them of his bounty. And chastity prevents from the ugly. And chastity is not realized except through a sound heart, free from following vain desires. For a man's lust for a woman stuns him, just as a woman's lust for a man stuns her. And the eyes are the path to the lust of the heart. For whatever the eyes see, find its way to the hearts. And gazes have a magic that evade the imagery of the poets and the words of the eloquent. And for this reason, safeguarding the private parts was coupled with constraining the, gra- the gazes of both men and women. From Surah An-Nur, Tell the believing men to constrain their gaze and guide their private parts. That is pure for them. Indeed, Allah is aware of what they do. And tell the believing women to constrain their gaze and guide their private parts. And the Prophet ﷺ indicated that the adultery of the eyes is lustful looking, and the adultery of the tongue is speech and the inner self wishes and lusts, and the private parts affirm it or reject it. Thus, the first step of chastity is constraining the the gaze, and whoever constrains the gaze relaxes their heart, and whoever unleashes their gaze brings misery to his heart by chasing his lust. For if he fulfills his lust, he falls into a major sin which torments him and brings him misery. And if he does not fulfill his lust, his heart remains attached to it, thus tormenting him. And constraining the gaze shields from all this, whether looking directly at women in person or looking at pictures or videos, which abound and are found everywhere, and are a great trial and affliction. And the protected person is the one safeguarded by Allah Almighty, and he turns his gaze from them because the gaze must fall upon some of it, but one is not held accountable except if he continues to look, or repeatedly looks. Jarir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, said, I asked Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, about an incidental glance, and he ordered me to turn my eyes away. And the Prophet ﷺ said to Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, Do not follow one glance with another. You may be allowed the first, but not the second. And Allah Almighty narrated to us from the news of Yusuf, peace be upon him, about his trials with the women, so that we learn chastity, and so that we are steadfast at times of trial.
from for the trial of the women is among the most severe trials, and abstaining from the prohibited with them is the greatest form of chastity. For many people are able, are able to abstain from the prohibited wealth, and only a few men are able to abstain from beautiful women. And the Prophet ﷺ said, I have not left after me any trial that is more harmful to men than women. And although chastity is a guarantee, and through chastity is a guarantee of paradise, as was narrated in the hadith of Sahil bin Sa'ad, may Allah be pleased with him, who related that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, Whoever guarantees for me what is between his jaws and what is with, between his legs, I shall guarantee paradise for him. And it was a Prophet's supplication, O Allah, indeed, I ask you for guidance, piety, chastity, and sufficiency. And Allah Almighty helps the one seeking marriage for the purpose of abstaining from the forbidden, as was related in the hadith. So it is necessary for the believer to strive in abstaining from the forbidden, and realizing its means and staying away from the means of the indecencies. From Surah Al-An'am, and leave what is apparent of sin and what is concealed thereof. Indeed, those who earn sin will be recompensed for what they used to commit. Just as abstaining from the forbidden is mandatory for men, likewise it is mandatory for women. Rather, it is even more necessary for women as they bear the pregnancy and mixing lineages and because her disgrace extends beyond her to her husband, children, parents, family, and tribe. And the Arab women in the era of ignorance used to look down upon adultery. And the story of Layla bint Lakays bin Murra became famous, and she was recorded in history as Layla the Chaste. She was held captive by the son of Kisra, who wanted him for him wanted her for himself, but she prevented him, and he severely tormented her to no avail. Then she gave him a choice of either killing her or letting her go back to her people. So he kept her captive with him until she recited a poem describing her situation, seeking the help of her cousin Al-Barraq. He then gathered the tribes of Rabi'ah and their allies, and freed her from her captivity and married her. And Islam came with a strong affirmation of the chastity of the woman, and forbade all that would lead to tempting men, whether by word or actions. And as Allah mentioned Yusuf, peace be upon him, in the Qur'an, as an example among the men in chastity, he, the exalted, mentioned the chastity of the Virgin Mary, peace be upon her, from Surah At-Tahrim, and the example of Mary, the daughter of Imran, who guarded her chastity, so we blew into her garment through our angel, and she believed in the words of her Lord and his scriptures, and was of the devoutly obedient. And when Jibreel, peace be upon him, appeared to her in the form of a man, she sought refuge in Allah Almighty from him for her chastity and protection. Surat Maryam, she said, Indeed, I seek refuge in the Most Merciful from you, if you should be fearing of Allah. 
and the Prophet indicated that a woman's chastity is a basis for her entering paradise, saying, When a woman prays her five prayers, fasts her month, that is Ramadan, preserves her chastity, and ob- obeys her husband, she may enter any of the gates of paradise she wishes. For the chastity of men and women is from the aims of this great religion and from the commands of Allah, so that the hearts are free from the diseases of the whims and desires, and so that societies are free from various indecencies and deviations that cause plagues and diseases. هذا والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله